Hello and welcome to the Le Domestique Cycling Podcast, a podcast all about cycling and the incredible experiences you can have on your bike. This is episode three and this one's brought to you again by association with the Peloton Brief. This time it's Phil Guyman, who's a recently retired pro cyclist, um, who's undertaking a, a project to try and bag as many Strava KOMs as he can over the, uh, over the next year or so. Obviously, as a professional cyclist, someone going for Strava KOM seems a bit funny, but um, it's a really interesting tale, really, and we thought it was something that you guys would be interested in. Phil's pursuing it partly to give him something to channel his competitive energy. He jokes about having the world's worst retirement, and this is part of it. But also there's a sort of slightly deeper meaning to it. Phil's obviously from a newer generation of cyclists um, who are trying to dispel what happened in the past. And he talks about that, um, about that goal behind his, um, behind his challenge during the podcast. Now, we've seen sort of quite a few bits of media coverage about this. It seems to split people. Some people wonder why a pro would be going after Strava segments. Some people think it's great fun. But listen to Phil, see what you think. Obviously, he's got his reasons for doing it. We happen to think they're fantastic, and uh, hopefully you will too. It's a short episode, but it should be enough to get you through a couple of intervals on the turbo trainer or part of the way through your commute. So, yeah, listen in, enjoy, um, hit subscribe, and uh, keep looking out for more of our podcasts. Thanks very much. Howdy, Internet. This is Phil Guyman here for Les Domestique Tours. We had... Uh, I agreed to answer some questions about Strava, since I'm the world's first, from what I can tell, Strava pro, uh, mostly because that isn't a thing. But uh, but here we go. So uh, the first question, this is just questions people have, have sent me or sent them. or, or um, I don't think I have to make any up. Yeah, there's a couple here. The uh, What inspired me to start this, this Strava mission? Um, I don't know. I was kind of on there. The thing is, it's it's a fun app. Um, and I guess what inspired me to start it was just the feedback. I think no, no one has ever taken it. Well, a lot of people take it seriously, but, uh, but no one who was a pro has ever taken it as seriously as I have. And I think that people were entertained by that. I started kind of playing around with it last fall, um, in LA on some of my home Stravas. And I think folks enjoyed seeing seeing me unseat some uh some unsavory characters was part of it and then they like just sort of seeing you know the numbers from a pro who's who's doing what they do you know everyone's everyone's targeting these climbs and they're like oh this is how much a world tour quality dude or almost world tour quality dude could beat me by so so um i got a lot of i got a lot of good feedback from just sort of playing around on that and and decided that uh when the world tells you they like something that you should continue it or do more of it or, or turn it up uh, beyond reason um, biggest biggest setbacks or challenge probably um, probably the biggest challenge is that I don't know what I'm doing so so the thing is I took um, I, I found a bunch of sponsors basically and um, and they're and I made it a YouTube channel and and they're sort of it's it's a show so I made a show it's called worst retirement ever as uh, it's it's a horrible retirement because I'm still training hard, and and I suck at retiring is, is the that's the joke, um, and so now it's completely on me, but uh, but basically yeah I'm, I'm it's uh, you know it's an ambitious goal to get a bunch of KOMs from uh, from people who are doing drugs, 
and I wasn't that good to begin with. So, so it's the advantages that I can get from having a, a super light bike from sponsors and, and, uh, and, and wearing a speed suit and, you know, they're going into these climbs on stage five of whatever race and I'm going in, uh, after a four day taper and treating it like a time trial. And, uh, and sometimes I still can't even get it. That's how bad I was. Um, but so, the, I mean, the whole thing is a challenge. That's, that's the beauty of it. But, uh, but the thing is, there's really no risk because I don't get it. And it's just, well, I got beat by a doper. Um, so it's kind of, or, or I got beat by a bike race in some cases where the, uh, Mount Diablo, I'm, I'm going up that and that's like a draftable kind of effort. So, uh, so really I have great excuses every time I don't do it. And it's, it's a, it's a no lose scenario for me. I could definitely not win, but it's also, it's kind of hard to lose. So I'm setting, I'm setting a benchmark on a lot of these climbs is where no one knows what a, what a clean guy could do in individual effort, which is what most people do on Strava is they're going up and testing themselves with no draft. And, and now they can stack up or they can see where they stack up um, against against me. Um, the highlight so far, we've aired four episodes. And I'd say the, the highlight was probably Mount Lemon. Um, Mount Lemon was, uh, that's one that a lot of pros test themselves on. And the, the guy who had it, Tom Danielson, was, uh, was a tremendous, amazing climber and, uh, and a, a, a doper back in the day. So, so that was sort of one that I didn't think I could get and um and I went for it and it was it was miserable but uh but I I pulled it off by 15 seconds or something in an hour 20 it was really long um so I was I was looking forward to that um they're asking what the funniest moment was um the whole thing's funny the thing is like you know it's uh the the whole thing is a joke and I've honestly been laughing for like six months that, uh, that like it's, you know, I can, I can, I can make a funny show. I can go talk into a thing and, and people, people laugh at me. I, like I told them part of, part of my whole thing. And, and I'm, I'm starting to admit this now. And I, I hope because people aren't getting it, which is my fault, but I'm trying to get across with all this. And, and it's one thing that I noticed from when I first got on Strava is people sort of saying like, Oh, you know, you beat so-and-so you're, and it's, it's meaningless. It's not, you know, Strava, it's a, it's a social media platform. It's not like a high level sporting competition. And, um, and it's not, it's not really like it, it, it is indicative of one person's better than the other, but not at the top level and not, not really when it's close. Um, cause I can, I can put myself ahead of the leaderboard on a lot of dudes who are way better than me. And, um, and just because you've won your neighborhood doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best uh, Strava or the best bike rider in neighborhood. And also like, it's not a race. Like if people want to compete, they should go to a bike race. There's lots of those and they're awesome. Um, but, uh, but so the whole thing is, is kind of a joke. And, and I, and, and part of my thing is I want people to see how ridiculous they look when they take Strava seriously. And, and by doing that, I'm going to take Strava very seriously and they're going to notice how ridiculous I look. And, and I think some people get it. Some people are on board, but then I have like a new audience who's kind of like, boy, this guy really wants these, these Stravas. Um, so that's been sort of funny, like reading the comments of the people who are like giving me advice to make my bike lighter, uh, you know, fill your tires with helium. And you know, that's, I don't, I don't really care. Like I'm going to do my best. It's within reason. Um, I'm, I'm going out there. I try hard. I ride hard. So it's like, it's, it's a joke, but it's, I'm, I'm taking it seriously. And that really like, that, as I, as I said, in my episode, it speaks to my soul to take something that isn't meant to be serious. Uh, and, and go completely overboard on it. Um, so no, it's, it's been a blast. Um, 
Next question is, when will I tackle Europe? And that's when, when I get a budget for that, which I don't see that happening, because, you know, this isn't, Strava Pro isn't a thing. So, uh, you know, I mean, I have sponsors, but not uh, not fly to Europe and, and, you know, stay in an Airbnb sponsors. So it's a, it's it's drive to Northern California and, and bum at a buddy's house sponsors. That's where I'm at. But we'll see. We'll see if uh, season two happens. It would be, it'd be pretty cool to go, to, to Europe and see how I stack up the things I got my butt kicked but uh you know it'd be fun to try I'm not afraid uh and the last question is are people trying to take my records back um it's cute when they try that it really is it's adorable um here's here's the thing like they're I'm I'm good at this thing this is what I trained for for a decade and when and and when like when I have all like all the little local ones in LA like if you're a pro you could you could there's, a, there's probably like 50 to 100 guys who can beat me on these things. But uh, but not, not that's a lot, but it's not that many. And it's kind of like, uh, someone was telling me a friend in, in LA was uh, was like, yeah, there's one guy in the group ride was trying to get, you know, me and two other buddies to get together and take your Strava for one of the canyons. And I was trying to tell him like what it means to be a, like, you know what? Go for it. Bring ten guys. Like try to get try to get my my canyon. Try to get one of the climbs in L.A. when you're not, because you've been riding a lot lately. You know it's it's not. Get get over yourself, people. Like it's it it takes a lot, and and I'll get over myself. Like I'm not that good. That's that's the main thing. But the thing is like, it's still it was it was a lot, and it's uh and and people should. Part of my whole thing is now you can see where you stack up. So that's what I'm saying is go try. I don't need to say that you can't get it. I would like you to go try, and um, and then and then you'll be minutes down, and you'll be like, oh, turns out I'm not good enough to be a pro after. It's it's hard to be a pro. It's hard to be good at anything. It takes a lot of dedication. If I wanted to cut hair, I couldn't just decide one day that I'm gonna start cutting hair. I don't know why I picked that, but uh, and if you want to go up a mountain, like go go do three by twenties a few times a week for five years, and then and then talk to me, and then you'll you'll, you'll be up there because that's how it works. But, uh, but until then, uh, these are mine and no one, no, no one's to my knowledge. Uh, well actually Robin Carpenter went for my Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea was one of the first ones that I did. It wasn't on video or anything, but, um, my last day as a pro, so it was New Year's Eve, 2016. Um, I went for the record on Mauna Kea, which is the, the biggest climb you can ride a bike up in, in Hawaii on the big island. So it goes up from Kona and from from dip your bike in the in the ocean and then you ride all the way up to 14,300 something is nuts there's snow up there it was you know it was sunny at the beach and then there's snow at the top um and it was a crazy day and I, I was the first pro to ever really go for it and you know I wasn't going for it that hard like I was I, I went Instagram live because I was doing it with the uh with the Instagram founder um so I went Instagram live for a while and I was kind of posting and tweeting and kind of keeping people updated and like I was riding hard, but I, you know, I was, I was, I was mostly like savoring my last day as a pro sort of, it was a very emotional thing. Um, and then, you know, I stopped at the bathroom at the bottom and, uh, and I stopped halfway up the, the, there's like a dirt portion and then it was cold and then I was too high. I just stopped again and sat there for a while cause I was, I dug a little too deep. I didn't know how to, you know, it's hard to pace when you're going from zero to 14,000 feet, surprisingly. Uh, in meters, that's like 18,000 meters for people who are not on this continent. Um, so so that one, so I did in just under five hours, like 449.40 or something like that. 
and and Robin Carpenter. Uh, I took I took one of his in San Diego. He's a he's a real pro, not like me. And um, I, I took Tory Pines from him. He tried to get me back by going for Mauna Kea, and I don't know what he's he's a better bike racer than I ever was. I think, but he's not uh, he he's not like a pure climber. But he like I had to Strava by like two hours before that, and then he went and he was like eight minutes down. So like he went. I know he tried. Uh, but that's, to my knowledge, that's the only one that that was uh, that's been it's been attended. Now I want to go back and and because I know I could go 15 minutes faster on that stupid climb if I had a better if I had a mountain bike to switch to, for example. Um, but so far, most of most of my climbs have been have been safe. Oh, Jesse Anthony took one. Sorry, last I gotta admit that Jesse Jesse Anthony took one in the Santa Monica Mountains. There's a famous climb called Seven Minute Hill, uh, which the record is is now way less than seven minutes. But uh, they're gonna have to change the name of that. But but I took that was one of the ones that I took early on in my in my Strava experiments, and um, and Jesse Anthony went over there with his time trial bike and a speed suit, and and I don't know what he had for wheels, but they um, they were fast. He wasn't messing around. He knew what he was doing, and uh, and he put a, a good I think it's like twenty seconds on me in a segment that was like five six minutes, um, and and now he's scared. I'm not, here's the thing. I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna take it back, Jesse. But uh, but I was I was pretty excited. I was kind of like he was he was afraid I was going to be mad. I was like, no, no, that's that's awesome because you've raised the stakes. And I don't have a time trial bike, but um, but I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there on a day. I'm gonna make it a thing and I'm gonna do it right. Uh, and and I'm gonna ruin that KOM for everyone. And and I, you know what? I hope Jesse ups the stakes again because that's what we're doing. And um, yeah, no, it's been a good time. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how how much more of this uh, this stuff I can do. It's but it's been a nice methadone from from racing. Racing's addictive, and and winning's addictive. And here's here's this little way I can be competitive and have the little victories. And it's and I know it's not going to keep going on, and and, and I'm going to have to give this up. But uh, but for now, in a way, like it's a it's a nice in between step from being a pro to being a, an amateur. Um, so that's it. So uh, thank you, Le Domestique. As always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, season next season of the podcast is coming up. Um, Worst retirement ever on YouTube. My book comes out in October. Uh, Draft animals. That's that's the best thing I've ever done. And I, I I'm hard on myself. And but this thing is going to be awesome. So please 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 pre-order uh, Draft Animals, uh, and and you'll hear more about why I had to stop racing, and and what it's like to to be in the world tour and what it's like to to chase a, a dream that that turns out to be not quite possible. Um, Thank you guys. Till next time. So there you have it. That's everything from Phil. If you're interested in following his challenge, learning more about it, or seeing the videos he mentions, you can find them on YouTube if you Google Phil Guyman's Worst Retirement. There's some really good ones. You can see more about his bike, which is uh, a bit of a Frankenstein's monster designed to get up hills as quickly as possible. It's it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool bike. And some of the videos, um, but yeah, they're really good fun, particularly if you're from Europe, you're not familiar with these climbs. Uh, yeah, take, take a look, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, we'll be back with some more content in the uh, in the near future. If um, if you've got any ideas for what you'd like to, us to talk about, get in touch. If you could leave a review on iTunes, that'd be fantastic. Or any other podcast platform that you listen to us on, we're on SoundCloud as well. And um, yeah, just just basically share it as, uh, amongst your friends, and we'll hopefully build up some momentum, get some more uh, great episodes for you. 
In the meantime, if you're looking for a tour, bespoke um, cycling experience or event, get in touch via ledom.cc, so that's L-E-D-O-M.cc. That'll take you to our website. That's being redeveloped at the moment with some new branding, which we're really excited about. Um, so keep an eye on that and in over the, uh, the coming weeks and months. That's it for us now, though, guys. Um, best of luck. Hope training's going well, and we uh, hope to hear from you soon.